Next on BYU Sports Nation, if one last second season opening win is good, why not make it two in a row for BYU football? The Cougars top Arizona. The new legend of Jake Oldroyd, BYU's walk-on freshman kicker, solidifies his triumphant story in Cougar history. ESPN's Trevor Maddish describes Jamal Williams' performance and previews the Utah game, plus your biggest takeaway from win number one. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. From 33. Right down the middle. Jake Oldroyd, 18 years young and a new legend in Provo. (laughs) What a game. Wow. What a game. BYU Sports Nation live and radio vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you are dialed in on this holiday. Great to have you with us. Yeah, what up? I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with holiday party planner, Jerem Jordan. Who who was it? Um... Who was it on uh, The Office that was the party planner? Phyllis and... Uh, Angela. Angela, that's right. So the yeah, party I've, planning committee. <laughs> I've consulted with the parting, party planning committee, and Jake Oldroyd will be at the party. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip. <laughs> Labor Day 2016 is significantly better than Labor Day 2013. When we started the show. We started the show three years ago on Labor Day. So, yeah, three-year mark was Friday, but... Yeah, we, we started the show after BYU lost to Virginia. That was a lot of fun for no one. Think, uh, today, just, very different. Just You're think right. about that. The head football coach at Virginia now is one Bronco Mendenhall. Well, unfortunately, Virginia lost to Richmond over the weekend. That's a bummer for those guys. Wow. Much has changed in three years. Woo. And that's right. We are through three years of BYU Sports Nation embarking upon year four. And we, our blue goggle influence has yeah. spread to the emoji keyboard put out by Dave Broberg and his guys. Yeah, BYU. Uh, remember, Dave told us he was working on getting the blue goggles in there. If you look, the blue goggles are in there on the emoji keyboard for BYU. <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> Woo! Of course they would. You can, Okay, so if you have an iOS operating system phone, you can download the BYU keyboard app and you have access to all of these BYU specific emojis characters and, and gifts emojis too. and gifts yeah, of players cool. reacting it's cool. and it's it's really good stuff. So yeah. hey, the blue goggles are live on the it's, BYU hey, emoji it's keyboard. It's a part of BYU sports, man. <laughs> You know what it is. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. BYU football victorious against Arizona 18-16. I don't think anybody in their right mind predicted that final score. Thanks to a last-second 33-yard field goal by the freshman Jake Oldroyd and the return of senior running back Jamal Williams, he racked up 162 physical yards on 29 carries. Much more coming up about that game and the legend of Jake Oldroyd. 10th-ranked women's volleyball won all three matches this weekend. They beat Wyoming, LIU, Brooklyn, and had a five-set comeback victory at 11th-ranked Ohio State. What a win. Freshman McKenna Miller had a career-high 31 kills, and Mary Lake had 38 digs. These two freshmen are dynamite. 
at the beginning of this season. BYU remains undefeated, down two sets to none on the road against Ohio State, and they find a way. Women's soccer beats Penn State on the road, top 10 win. Women's volleyball beats Ohio State on the road, top 11. How about that? What's really up, good Big wins Ten? early. Let's go. <laughs> 10th ranked BYU women's soccer annihilated Tennessee Friday in a scoring frenzy 5-2 to two at Southfield. Elena Medeiros and Ashley Hatch cashing in big time on the BYU Sports Nation karma, scoring a combined three goals. Ashley Hatch let someone else score. I thought that was like the charitable moment of the weekend that someone else scored for the BYU women's soccer. Elena Medeiros tweeted after the game, and she's like, it's a real thing, because she said it on the show. She's like, last time I came on the show, I scored a goal. In the NCAA tournament, no less. What happens again? She gets an assist and a goal. Well, then. (laughs) They play Utah tonight, uh, or today, 5.30 Eastern time. You can listen to that on BYU Radio. Watch it on the Pac-12 Network. BYU-Utah week. Yes, that'll set the tone. Here we go. NFL rosters were cut to 53 over the weekend. Jake Keeps was waived from the Seattle Seahawks, and Rob Daniel was cut by the Packers. My guess is that Rob Daniel will be on that practice squad for the Packers. Yeah, good chance that Mitch Matthews will be on the practice squad for the Chiefs, Rob Daniel of the Packers. So good luck to those guys as they push forward in their NFL careers. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Week 1 Victory! BYU wins a season opener in the final seconds for the second consecutive year. And with another freshman hero, no less, Jake Oldroyd with a 33-yard kick became an overnight household name all across BYU Sports Nation after drilling that game winner against Arizona in the Cactus kickoff. 18-16 your final, 1-0 for the Cougars, and the Kalani Satake era is off and running for BYU football. What a game. And if BYU's recruiting somebody right now, they could be like, hey, next year you'll probably win the season opener for us. Just FYI, we were looking for a freshman next year to win the game. (laughs) The most compelling offseason in Cougar football history gave way to an actual game on Saturday night. We are discussing football. We are reacting to an actual game today. Feels amazing. It really does. (sighs) It did not disappoint. Dramatic game-winning drive, senior leadership, star running back, stingy BYU defense. Let's discuss some specifics, shall we? Twitter question, roll out. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU's win over Arizona? Use the hashtag BYUSN at BYUMilkman. I'm trying to keep my expectations reasonable, but I think this is the most balanced team I've seen in a long time. How about that play calling by Ty Detmer in his first collegiate game as an offensive coordinator? That takes me to my biggest takeaway of the game. And I'm going with time management, Jerem. The pacing of the game on BYU's side offensively was executed beautifully. And that takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's offense held the ball for 15 minutes longer than Arizona's offense. 15's a big number, man. I know they run a fast-paced offense, and so I anticipated that BYU would have the ball longer. But 15 minutes. A whole quarter. A whole quarter more. Yeah, think about it from that <laughs> perspective. An entire quarter. Holy cow. BYU's defense was solid, no question, but they benefited in a big way because they were not on the field for an extensive amount of time. Dominating time of possession allows your defense to stay fresh. And so that, to me, was a huge storyline for BYU because the defense we thought was going to be pretty good, they were that much better because they can stay fresh. Yeah, I think that was important. And BYU took advantage of that exact thing. Offensively, 
Um, it, let's be honest. Compared to what it's been with BYU, it was kind of boring. But BYU won that game, so it's totally cool. And it was game one. I look at this game like I do a lot of NFL games. People don't complain about the means in the NFL games very often. They win! Just go, oh, the Patriots went to Tampa Bay. They got to win. Blah, blah. They're not worried about a lot of that things. Right now, like there are things offensively I think BYU needs to improve. One, uh, the pacing was good, but 18 points is not enough for that much time and that many yards, right? Uh, BYU needs to cash in on offense more. Those penalties on those two Jamal Williams runs, uh, you try and eliminate that. You want to you wanna score touchdowns in the red zone uh, just to touch more. BYU was perfect in the red zone in terms of points. But uh, you look at the offense and you say, okay, BYU was able to only have one three and out. And one three and out and the entire game. 7.6 plays per drive. So they were at least moving the chains. That was really positive. And specifically the time management and execution on that final drive, the third game-winning drive that Taysom Hill has now executed. He had this to say about it. We do this every day in practice, two-minute drive. I think th- my mind was, you know, I can't take a sack or the game's over. And luckily we were able to get Moreau and I on an over route. He made some plays, and that really started the momentum that we needed. Arizona was playing up, playing off, allowed us to get a few things down the field, and uh, you know the rest is history. Listen to the energy in that place. Taysom Hill with Dave McCann as part of the BYU TV Sports postgame discussing the final drive. Taysom's voice is like an octave higher than it is normally because he's trying to talk over all the music and the energy and the excitement. <laughs> His leadership and calm on the field – we're almost it was palpable. I when he walked onto the field, I was like, man, in this situation, it is so fantastic to have somebody that is in a way tenured. You're like, yeah, he's it's gonna be okay. Like he'll he'll do his job. I was hoping that BYU wouldn't have to kick a field goal because we had seen Rhett Almond spiral one in there and you thought, uh oh. Oh, I'm right there with you. I oh, was like, I was can, like, no, no, can no. Can they get, score a touchdown? Get in the end zone. Can they score a touchdown? By the please? way, how if BYU doesn't have that timeout left, they could have used it on the what was it, the drive before where they had a false start delay or delay of game or whatever. Yeah, delay of game. They could have used it there, but they didn't. But they didn't. So they had to have it, otherwise there was a runoff. Yeah, so for those BYU that aren't had aware, that timeout. For those that aren't aware of that rule there is a 10-second runoff in the final minutes if you commit a penalty. Under one minute. Under one minute yeah. left, okay? Yeah. Crazy. There were six seconds left. BYU's called for a false start, but you can opt to use a timeout to prevent that 10-second runoff. Yes. The game would have ended. It would have been, been over. Oh. It would have been over, which is crazy. Okay, my takeaway is this. The BYU defense is pretty good. Whoa. It's pretty good. 16 points allowed. 328 yards, two interceptions, four sacks, eight tackles for loss, and they intercepted a two-point conversion. The BYU defense surprised me. They were really good. Got pressure on the quarterback. Butch Pau, by the way. Oh! Balled out. First start as a Cougar at middle linebacker. Nine tackles, had a sack, one and a half tackles for lost, and a forced fumble. Francis Bernard. He used to be a running back. Now he gets a sack. He has an interception, the first turnover of the season. Corbin Kafusi, four tackles, including a sack. I thought the BYU defense was really good. Now, Anu Solomon... Uh, he doesn't get the ball out very quick, and BYU took advantage. Dropped eight several times. That worked. I think this week BYU is going to have to get to the quarterback a little bit better. That Utah offensive line did not show well against Southern Utah. Had some penalties. Didn't block, block particularly well in the run game. And so that will be an interesting battle. But I really liked what we saw from the aggressive BYU defense. No one's talking about Elisa Tuiaki and the way he called that game. I think that was fantastic for Coach E in game one. Wow. 
All three of the linebackers made big plays. Fred Warner made an impact early. Butch Pau was consistent the entire game. And then Francis Bernard with the key interception and the sack. It was just fun to watch the defense play. Like it was, it was entertaining to watch BYU's defense play against a prolific offense and a pretty good quarterback. They forced two turnovers, and the offense did not turn the ball over. BYU was plus two. And this plays into that offensive efficiency where BYU needs to inc- – you, you look at, okay, you won. How do you get better? Offensive efficiency. You're plus two in turnover margin. You're plus 15 minutes in time possession, yet you had to still win it on a game-winning field goal at the end. So cash in a little more uh, on offense, and that'll be good. Because against Utah, what's the thing been? And I, I don't want to turn the page too much, but it's Utah, so we're going to talk about it. BYU is almost always negative or even with Utah, and that leads to a loss. Obviously, last year you're negative five. You lose that game. <laughs> Only by you lose a that game. Yeah, negative five lose yeah. by seven. If BYU can be even or plus in turnover margin, and turnovers to some degree are just kind of lucky. There's some element of luck to that. Even minus the other one. Quor- the, like the quarterback has to throw the ball to you, right? Just, just be close. Yeah, he has to make a mistake as opposed to you being in the right spot, person. Holy cow! Let's go to the Twitter machine and find out some of your biggest takeaways from BYU's win over Arizona. Tweet, tweet. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation at Daddy07 underscore 7 says, Senior leadership won the game. Didn't panic when down late. Glad we actually do have a kicker. How about that? The fate of that. Everybody on the social media bandwagon early in the game was like, Hey, uh, Ashley Hatch from BYU Women's Soccer, can you come help us out? Have you ever kicked a field goal? Like we well, were seeing things like that. Here's the thing: it was one, it was clutch, and it was one. I wouldn't declare that it's over about BYU's kicking. Don't game you play think yet. he walks on the field every time after this? Now yeah. though, and oh, is like, yes. yeah, I'm gonna make this because I've made it in the hardest situation. Oh yeah, I have great confidence in Jake Oldroyd. I need to see more than one kick. I need to see more than one from anybody. One person saying or doing one thing is awesome. <laughs> Keep it going, and then we'll have an idea of consistency. At Roberts Jason C., Jamal is back, bigger and better than ever. Okay, I was – Wow. We know Jamal Williams is a stud. That was his shining moment because this is a new offense, and he had he had to be good because Squally Canada wasn't used very much. Algernon Brown, first touchdown by Braden L. Bakri. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Jamal mm-hmm. Williams was unbelievable. He would have had 200 had there not been those two penalties. He runs so angry. Oh, my goodness. It's fun to watch the highlights. And, man, Jamal Williams is back. 644 days later, he runs for 162 yards. MVP, baby. Wow. Coming up, the legend of Jake Oldroyd. And why in the world he was sporting green goblin cleats. Plus, it's another Maddich Monday. Find out what the win at Arizona really means for BYU football right now. This is BYU Sports Nation. Run, Jamal, run. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And you know what to do. Use the hashtag BYUSN. There's a lot to break down. 
tomorrow on After Further Review at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon will break down the BYU-Arizona game and get you ready for BYU and Utah this Saturday. Check it out tomorrow night, 7 Eastern Time, After Further Review. Our Twitter question today, what was your biggest takeaway from the BYU win against Arizona at BYU Source? Says that our coaches are very smart and will do beautiful things on offense, defense, special teams, and the sideline. And then in parentheses says, chapstick. <laughs> because Ty Detmer was caught putting chapstick on during the game. Whatever it takes. If you win, you can put as much chapstick, Vaseline, whatever you need, Ty Detmer. And he's Ty Detmer. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, fantastic stuff. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline for another Maddich Monday is ESPN College Football Insider and Analyst Trevor Maddich, BYU National Champion. Trevor, how are your emotions this morning? following an unreal weekend of college football, including another last-second win for BYU. I mean, there were so many unbelievable games and unbelievable moments with massive storylines. I feel, I feel like I've been in a dryer full of puppies on spin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to take in what that even means. <laughs> yeah, well, just a lot of stuff going on. A lot of ways to get poke prodded, bit, nipped. And uh, and excited, you know, it's just so much going on. It's just stimulation everywhere. And college football lived up to the hype. It doesn't always, but it sure did this weekend. Our Twitter question is this. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU's win over Arizona? What do you think? Biggest win was resilience. They had a couple of opportunities to let that thing get away when Arizona was, was really on a roll. And BYU, especially on defense, they bore down. And they, they made the stops that they had to make, not just at the end. I know Arizona scored late to take the lead, et cetera, but they should have scored a lot more. Arizona's got a very, very good offense. And then BYU's offense at the end to drive down and get in position for that game-winning field goal in the first year of a new offense where they really weren't that efficient. I mean, they got good numbers and stuff, but they left a lot of plays on the table. The fact that, that both sides of the ball and special teams made the plays they had to make in the big moments when they had to make them, that's what stood out. What does this win over Arizona mean for BYU football? It means a win. And with the schedule as brutal as it is, uh, it is awesome that BYU has got this win under their belt because you know BYU has the potential this year of being a, a better team but not having as good a record just because of the nature of the schedule. And getting this win in before going to Utah – and then UCLA, and then a very good West Virginia team, and then a good Toledo team, and then Miss, uh, Michigan State, and then Mississippi State, and then Boise State, and then at Cincinnati before they finally go to Southern Utah. You know, it's good to have that first win under their belt, and just from a standpoint of, of confidence, but also from that win-loss record, because they need to get to six. I know they'd like to get to 12. What did you think of BYU's pro-style offense in Game 1? It was interesting because it was so opposite of what we're accustomed to at BYU and really in college football. Even the likes of Alabama have, have gone to a little bit more spread action, although they're still fundamentally a power downhill team. And the reason you do that, by the way, is because it gives the quarterback and the offensive coordinator more options to attack a defense. The way the up-tempo spread works, the run-pass option, is that a quarterback will look at one defender and make him wrong. If the defender does this, the quarterback does that. If the defender does that, the quarterback does this. He can hand the ball off, he can run it himself, or he can throw a bubble screen or throw it down the field. So you go as fast as you can go looking at one guy, and that guy will change. And what that means is you might run 85 plays in a game, but maybe 10 or so aren't very good plays, maybe more. 
because they're just not the right play for that defense. But if you get stopped, you get stopped, and you'll try to make up for it by volume. What this pro-style offense where you huddle up and take your time does is maximize every individual play. And instead of just looking at one guy making him wrong without regard for the rest of the defense, the quarterback decodes what the defense is doing and always is in position, theoretically, to be able to attack the weak spot of the defense, not just the weak spot of one part of the field. And so once quarterbacks really get a a fundamental knowledge of that playbook and of defensive football, they understand defenses as well as they do offenses, then this style of offense provides options that a fast offense just doesn't provide. Trevor Maddich, of, spread offense. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is a Maddich Monday. Jamal Williams in his first game in 644 days. 29 rushes, 162 yards, 5.6 yards per carry. What's your opinion of Jamal Williams against Arizona and moving forward? I'll give you one word. Angry. He ran angry, didn't he? I mean, he just bludgeoned people. He was seeking contact. He relished inflicting pain on the way by. It was such a fantastic physical presence that helped to open up the rest of that offense. And, you know, he had left a lot of lot of yards on the on the table just because of penalties that called back some pretty big runs. But I'll tell you this, boy, that offensive line continues to sustain blocks. And that's all they have to do. They don't have to drive people five yards off the ball. They can stay on their blocks. Williams can run through arm tackles and get into that second level anyway. I tell you, this is, you know, you talk about old school Alabama style. Well, this is the kind of style that Williams brings to it. That powerful bludgeoning back that wears you down and then at the end he breaks your heart. Taysom Hill went 21 of 29, 72%, uh, 202 yards and a touchdown. What do you think of his return performance? I'm so happy for him just because of all that he's been through. I think this offense will be good for him because it will require him to, to run less. There will be less physical risk. Now, they'll still get, get the ball in his hands moving around. They'll still run him and roll him out and things like that because he's special when he does that. But it won't be as much risk as it would be in a typical college-style offense. So we start there. The second thing is I think in the first game running this offense, he did well. Uh, he, he distributed the ball well. He, he made good reads on short and intermediate passes. I think he'll learn as he watches the tape that he needs to make even faster reads at times. And he'll see that he left a lot, of, a lot of yards on the table as well. And really, you know, there, there are things that, that Utah will take advantage of that Arizona could not. For example, uh, he threw a touchdown pass to the right side. It was relatively short, maybe 10 yards or so, I guess. And the receiver caught the ball right about at the goal line, kind of on the right side. And touchdown, everybody celebrates, yay. But I looked at that and thought, you know, if that were a better defense, that would have been intercepted. Because he he looked to confirm that the receiver was open before he threw it. Well, a better defense, he'll confirm that the receiver's open. And by the time he throws the ball and it gets there, he won't be open anymore. He's got to anticipate when he'll be open and throw the ball before he's open. Now, he did that some in this game. And he will learn of opportunities that he could have done that better as he goes forward. But overall, because it's the first time in this offense, I would give him a solid A-. minus. It was the first game, but I think that Taysom Hill, at times as a runner, didn't look quite the same. That may have something to do with he, he wants to make sure he plays the whole season and plays it straight there. It may have something to do with returning from three season-ending injuries. I don't know. What did you think of Taysom Hill as a runner? 
Well, as a runner, I think he, he took care of himself. That's not to say that he wasn't courageous, but I think that he was smart about that because in this offense, the running needs to be a supplement to the throwing. And you don't help your throwing if you let yourself get battered. And that's any quarterback. So we start there. And then that, I think, is a, a coaching point that he, that he receives. They tell him, get down. You know, don't put your shoulder down and try to drive through people. You're not a linebacker. You know, get as much as you can and get down. And so I thought he did a good job at that. We'll see as the season goes on whether or not him not looking the same as a runner has more to do with a choice or the fact that he's just not back yet. You know, and really physically he's fine. But the confidence that you lose when you're injured and you come back is tough to regain sometimes because you just have to get hit in unexpected, awkward ways that you don't welcome. And then get up off the ground and, and assess. Yeah, no, I was okay. I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay. And then have it happen again and again and again until it becomes the new normal. In the meantime, you'll be thinking about it. Yeah, that was my thought. It just it just takes some time to get back into the flow of what full speed feels like in those contact drills and whatnot. Trevor Maddich with us, ESPN college football analyst. Let's talk about the BYU defense a little bit more. They hold Arizona to 16 points. They forced two interceptions. They got an interception on a two-point conversion by Butch Pau, four sacks, eight tackles for loss. What was the most impressive thing you saw from BYU's defense? Well, they, they held an Arizona offense, which is the strength of the team, with a veteran quarterback in Anu Solomon to just 16 points. And I was very impressed with how the defensive line held up. This offense is sort of designed to wear a defensive line out physically. They run a lot of plays. They go sideline to sideline. So they'll throw bubble screens. They'll run jet sweeps. They'll run to the outside. They'll run inside. The whole idea is so that in the fourth quarter they can take over the game because now you're gassed, you're tired. And the defensive line stood in and held up. And I thought that was very impressive. BYU now faces a Utah team that they've lost to five games in a row, yet there's a new feel to this as Kalani Satake is head coach, obviously the connection there with Utah. What do you think of the matchup between BYU and Utah this Saturday? Well, the matchup still favors Utah pretty strongly, uh, in part because this is Kalani Satake and his staff's first year. Utah, their, their players have been recruited to, to their system, to their style. They're mature in terms of their roster. Uh, they are mature in terms of their, their understanding of expectations. And BYU, those things are all brand new. And that matters. It, ma- it makes a difference, especially when it comes to scheme, because whenever you're learning new offensive and defensive schemes, you tend to think before you play. That slows you down on the field because you're thinking through your assignment, and then you do it. When you know what's happening because you've been in it for years, like Utah, you don't think before you go. You just react because it becomes natural. It's instinctive now because you already know it. Well, BYU is still learning it, so that favors Utah. Utah overall, as good as BYU's defense is, Utah's defense is one of the best in the Pac-12, and they may have the best defensive line in the Pac-12, so BYU's offensive line will be challenged uh, in this game. So there's that. But BYU has the advantage in a couple of places. I think it's safety with Kainakua especially. They have an advantage. I think BYU's secondary is at least as good as Utah's and might be better. I think Jamal Williams at running back is better than anything Utah's got. And Taysom Hill at quarterback has the edge. So even though I think from a a maturity of the program standpoint and a few places in, in position groups, Utah has the advantage, I think BYU has enough places that they can game plan to play the game 
in their positions of advantage. So I would expect to see Taysom Hill run around more than he did against Arizona because I think they'll need to in order to open running lanes. BYU, in part to the efforts of a walk-on true freshman kicker, are 1-0 going to Utah. Let's talk a little bit about Jake Oldroyd, who became an overnight household name across BYU Sports Nation after knocking a 33-yard field goal right down the middle of the uprights. As a player, Trevor, what is it like to see the game come down to a kick by your teammate and one that has never attempted a collegiate field goal before? Right, that's the thing. I mean, in a massive opener with so much at stake for a brand-new coaching staff to leave that game excited and on a positive note or crushed and having let it slip away at the end, everything that's at stake. And to go out there at 18 years old and nail that field goal, that means he's got, he's got a brain like a steel trap. He can compartmentalize because that is the place for a young kid to freak out if he's disposed to freak out. And what you had was a young kid in Old Droid that, that didn't freak out. It, it was calm. It was, just, it was awesome. And you know what? When you're a kicker, confidence breeds on confidence. When you're a kicker, lack of confidence and missing field goals in moments like that also snowballs on you. So this is really, really good for him. By the way, he's 18, right? Yeah. Yes. Turned in his is papers Taysom yesterday. Is Taysom old enough to be his father? <laughs> <laughs> Taysom would have been eight, so no. <laughs> oh, okay, eight. That's a little young. Yeah. Yeah. Now, funny yeah, note not is not far from it, though. Yeah. Utah, like yeah, Utah's kicker Andy Phillips is nine years older than Jake Oldroyd, so we'll see that matchup this weekend. <laughs> wow. Well, a great first week of college football. Uh, what, what were some of your takeaways from uh, some of the great games there? Well, Alabama, how dominant they were over USC. USC has as good a group and talented a group, athletic, of skill players as anybody they'll face except maybe LSU, and probably a better offensive line than LSU. And USC just toyed with them, just embarrassed, or excuse me, Alabama, embarrassed them. And Alabama has a history of, of inflicting crushing defeats on brand-name programs and openers like this in part because they're the best in the country at getting the next generation of young players ready to step in from backup to starter in game one. And so they, they're, they're not a good team to schedule early in the season. And, boy, USC limps back to L.A. humiliated. And that's not a good thing for a program like that. I look at the, the multiple quarterbacks that were played by teams, Notre Dame, Texas, Georgia, Auburn, you know, that, uh, that played multiple quarterbacks for different reasons, Alabama. And really the only one that had a true multiple two-quarterback system was Texas. The rest were just trying to flesh out who the guy was. But it was good in some places, Texas. It was bad in other ways. Notre Dame, by the way, uh, contributed to their loss. And so it's interesting to see that in, in big games early, teams need cupcakes. They just need cupcakes because they need to sort through these issues in a game that you're likely to win. So you don't drop a game with a roster that's not as ready as it will be two or three weeks from now. So uh, I'm glad that we had the big weekend of opening games. It was fantastic. But it will be interesting to see if the committee penalizes the big-name teams that lost to other big-name teams as they get into November and they start to put together their playoff rankings because you know they could have played cupcakes and they chose not to. Should they be rewarded for that even though they lost? It's the most wonderful time of the year because we're discussing college football on BYU Sports Nation, and it's a Maddich Monday with Trevor Maddich of ESPN. Trevor, always great to talk to you. Thanks for the time. Most wonderful time of the year. You should write a song like that. That's awesome. That <laughs> sounds like a song to me. I, perhaps. I'll think about that. Thanks, Trevor. All right, guys.
Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I would like to quote Trevor Maddich uh, early in this conversation. I feel like I've been in a dryer full of puppies. (laughs) (laughs) To which at Dr. Steve Best, watching or listening to the show, said, I'm on my way to get some puppies. i got to find out if you're right. Hashtag fire up the dryer. (laughs) To which Trevor quickly has responded and said nice going to be a fluffy day <laughs> we do not, the th- the thoughts and, and uh, actions of one Trevor manager not reflected uh, reflective <laughs> of those of BYTV do not buy puppies and put them in a dryer which is what legal legally we need to say that <laughs> oh fantastic stuff and all seriousness that was an amazing interview i thought That's i thought funny. he absolutely brought it today and uh, yeah no doubt was was humorous. Our Twitter question today, what's your biggest takeaway from the BYU win over Arizona? At Jared underscore Miles. Biggest takeaway from the AZ game was how well the coaches work together, even in adversity. Satake really does seem to trust them. And it helps that you have a fifth-year senior quarterback and a fifth-year running back. Jamal, Jamal and Taysom, holy cow. Up next, going for two. We're held accountable. Did Jamal really not score a touchdown? But first, what happened to Jake Oldroyd during fall camp? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Hope you're enjoying your Labor Day holiday. Presented by the BYU Store, as always, is BYU Sports Nation, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The 10th-ranked women's soccer team, fresh off of a 5-2 win against Tennessee on Friday night, plays at Utah today. In fact, in five hours at 5.30 Eastern time on BYU Radio, you can watch it on the Pac-12 Network. Big game on Rivalry Week. Man, set the tone. Set the tone. And in Salt Lake City, no less. Do it! Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Maybe you've heard. BYU football played an actual game after 233 miserable days of the countdown. That's an accurate description. They played a game (laughs) and won 18-16 on a last-second 33-yard field goal by freshman Jake Oldroyd. We'll get into the legend of Jake Oldroyd in just a minute. Also, the return of senior running back Jamal Williams did not disappoint. 162 yards, 29 carries. 10th-ranked women's volleyball won all three matches this weekend against Wyoming, LIU, Brooklyn, the Blackbirds, don't forget. And a five-set comeback victory at 11th-ranked Ohio State. Freshman McKenna Miller had a career-high 31 kills, and Mary Lake, a freshman libero, had 38 digs. They're playing well. 10th-ranked BYU women's soccer beat up on Tennessee Friday in a scoring frenzy, 5-2 at Southfield. If you were paying attention to who we gave the BYU Sports Nation karma to last week, you watched it manifest itself in an unbelievable fashion. Elena Medeiros and Ashley Hatch cashing in on that karma, scoring a combined three goals. Medeiros had an assist and a goal. Hatch had two goals. And they take care of the volunteers. As Jeremy mentioned, BYU at Utah, 5.30 Eastern, Pac-12 Network. And BYU Radio. And NFL rosters were cut to 53 over the weekend. Jake Keeps waved by my Seahawks, and Rob Daniel was cut by the Packers. But I bet he'll stay on the practice squad there. Yeah, they both have a good shot to do that. The legend of Jake Oldroyd. Who in the world? Yeah, he's BYU's 18 years young kicker. If you had said, who is Jake Oldroyd before the game, I would have been like, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Literally no idea. Because there were a bunch of kickers in camp, and he was not one that like stuck out or was discussed hardly at all. Okay, so let's get into who Jake Oldroyd is and how this all came about leading up to his first collegiate kick, which just so happens to be probably 
the biggest kick he'll take as a BYU kicker. Seriously. It might be. Seriously. It might be. Did, did you know it was fifth it's been fifteen years since BYU won a game on a field goal? It's been that low. I mean, like, a, at the end of the game, game winner, dramatic, made it. Matt it, Payne, Mississippi State, 2001. That was the last one. Crazy, right? He had a sprained MCL early in camp, torn meniscus on the third day of fall camp. So things did not get off to a good start for Jake Oldroyd. So he was out for, like, three weeks, and then Monday he rejoined the team. But they didn't issue any cleats to him, so he wore his high school cleats, green, <laughs> in this game. That he wore his junior year because he didn't kick his senior year. He was hurt. Now, what's interesting is what? I, I have I had spoken with Jake a few times. Without knowing without really who he knowing was, Without right? knowing the role that he was going to play. He has spent a lot of time with Johnny Linehan. Johnny's kind of taken him under his wing. Yeah. He's gone to different events. We've spoken after soccer games. So I knew Jake, but I didn't know his last name. And then he took off his helmet, and I'm like, that's the guy! <laughs> 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 Can you imagine his uh, Jake Oldroyd's mother uh, tweeted that she was sobbing? She was so nervous leading up to the kick. Wow! And then after the kick, she hugged fifty people she had never met. <laughs> Sports are awesome. So he went to South Lake yes. Carroll High School. That's the same high school that the Jacobsons went to. McKay now Tanner is a defensive back. So he gets in the game, and you tweeted out this picture of Ty Detmer just smiling, shaking his hand before the game, like. Pumping him up or whatever comes right in. The kick, like, Thirty-three go, yards yeah. down the middle, game winner. I mean, the guts on this guy—it's incredible. He—he he was injured for most of fall camp, and then he comes in. Okay, let's talk about the context of this too. Rhett Almond sidewinds a field goal in, and after that, everyone's nervous. Like, what was that? BYU misses a PAT. What, what's up with that? They go for two later to try and make up for it. They don't get it. Okay, so after that, Kalani Satake talked with. Ed Lamb, who's the special teams coordinator, about, okay, who should we have kick? And then Jake Oldroyd was the one that Ed Lamb decided on. Now, Jake kicked off three times in this game as well, so it's not like he came out for the first time in that. But what a moment to be so clutch and come out. And by the way, he turned in his LDS mission papers yesterday. So this is one semester and done for Jake Oldroyd. Jake and then Oldroyd he'll probably be called to serve in the Tucson mission. Was hanging out <laughs> at prom... Four months ago. Brian Logan would say he got off that yellow bus recently. Prom. And then he prom makes that in high goal. school. Four <laughs> months ago. Holy Did cow. Did he just get his eagle recently? Did he just get a driver's license? Like, okay. this is wild. Okay, serious question. Yeah, he's been driving for two years. <laughs> Maybe? Is that when you get your, your license in Texas? <laughs> in some places, you don't get until you're 17. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what, he, a, what a story. Like, who is this guy? And then he's the king of Provo. <laughs> with one he runs kick. out there. With one kick. Think about what goes into college football. What goes into the offseason. What goes into a game. What goes into a win. And it is the right leg and the injured left leg of one Jake Oldroyd. Who? Okay. Now you know who he is. I, I'm going to put out a poll question. Insta poll question. Or maybe BYU Sports Nation will. One of the two accounts will do it. Should Jake Oldroyd wear his green cleats the rest of the season? I say yes. What Are do you they say? lucky? I yeah. I, let's not green. Let's please? not yeah. phase something. We're, BYU Sports Nation will Use put them. out this Insta poll question: Should Jake Holdroyd wear his lime green cleats the rest of the until he misses a kick at yeah. least? Yeah, you have to. If you're BYU this morning, you have to at least in the team meeting. I would. We'll ask this coming up at two Eastern time as the presser uh, for BYU football today. 
you have to at least make a big deal out of issuing him the team cleats because he hasn't been issued those cleats. That's why he wore. That's why he wore his high school cleats. He has these green cleats <laughs> out there, and he nails the field goal. I I love it. Like we'll never forget that moment. His first career college kick was game winner and, and against Rich, Arizona. And Rich Rod's big deal about in the an age NFL venue about the age difference. The big deal. BYU wins from an 18-year-old. Of course they do. Oh, by the way, like a 19-year-old is the long snapper. Let's credit Matt Foley and Mitchell Jurgens on the snap and hold, oh, by the way. That's, they, they're feeling just as stuff. much pressure in that moment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a play. Uh, Corbin Kafusi, by the way, is in on the, uh, in on the field, field goal, goal play protection. There. He's out on the edge making sure six foot nine is, is there. We have nice crafted job. a short poem in honor of Jake Oldroyd. You want mute? Do you want music with it, like piano music, oh, or just yeah, maybe, maybe we should throw some music behind music? this right. thing. Some that's uh, called producing over the air, which <laughs> is super annoying for the quote-unquote talent to do that. Here we go, the ode to Oldroyd, Jake Oldroyd. Take a Polaroid, for a legend is born with green cleats worn. This walk-on walked off Arizona. And BYU is without a kicker, no more. This makes it sound really sad. <laughs> that was a huge mistake on my part to call for the piano music. I want to apologize to our whole production crew for that. Maybe uh, we should read it again with some energetic music. Is there some energetic yeah, music? Do we yeah, have fife yeah, and drum or something? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, more drama. Here okay, we go. Here we go. Dramatic okay, voice. Dramatic voice. Jake Oldroyd, take a Polaroid. For a legend is born with green cleats worn. This walk-on walked off Arizona, and BYU is without a kicker. Wait for it. No more. Yeah! The kick is good! Yes! To the uprights! Jake the man! <laughs> what a moment. Oh, what a moment. What a game. In a w- in a world. What a game. Okay, the, the poll, poll question is out, is out the by poll the way. Is out. Should Jake Oldroyd wear his, keep wearing his green cleats? <laughs> I got to vote on this. I'm voting yes. Jer- Are you voting yes? Jeremy's You're yes? Until he misses me? a kick, absolutely. At least until he misses a kick. It's 100% yes right now. I'm the first vote. What was your biggest takeaway from the BYU win over Arizona? At the real Ron Funk. Coach Ty Detmer loves that cherry chapstick. Okay. <laughs> At Derek underscore K10. Francis Bernard, an amazing running back, as an even better linebacker, will dominate the next three seasons. Good point. Up next, who will BYU men's volleyball play, be playing against this season? Find out in the Cougar Whip Around. But next, we are going for two. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. Fantastic show today, including Trevor Maddich comparing the college football season. No, BYU-Arizona. Or BYU-Arizona. Mm-hmm. First the week college of college football. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. Scratch that out, Jaron Jordan. Uh, to uh, being in a dryer full of puppies. <laughs> Listen, if you'd like to get more puppies on spin in college football, <laughs> check out after further review tomorrow night, 7 Eastern time, the guys will break down BYU, Arizona, and get you ready for the Cougars and Utes, which oh. Stuart Mandel just called BYU-Utah the nastiest rivalry in college football outside of Auburn, Alabama. That's quite the statement. 
If you have, or just joining us for that matter, you also missed our ode to old droid. <laughs> we, we wrote a poem. <laughs> the false start. Luckily, we had a timeout, so we didn't Jake have a 10-second runoff. <laughs> we played some sad music with it the first time and whiffed big time. And then, then, we, then we discovered what hey. we needed to. Hey, my B. My hey, it's all good. <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway from BYU's win over Arizona at Sir Punserot? Says Cougar defense is for real. And kicker question may have been answered. Hashtag, this is the droid we're looking for. That's making its way around uh, the interwebs as well. (laughs) Very nice. We debuted a new segment on BYU Sports Nation last Friday called Going for Two, where Jeremy and I pick two things we think will happen. Predictions of a sort, and we are keeping score to hold each other accountable Uh and to be held accountable to all of you across BYU Sports Nation. So... What happened on the going for two scoreboard? Okay, I said uh, Taysom Hill will have 350 plus yards of total offense. Taysom decided to just gear it down just a little bit, hand and, it out uh, to Jamal, and stay healthy. So he only had 239. So I was off on that one. Okay, and then BYU will score 30 plus. <clears throat> yep, there it is. BYU will score 30 plus points uh, in the game. BYU only had 18. So yeah, <clears throat> oh for two. <laughs> Like BYU and Arizona on their two-point conversions By the way, only 18 points, which stays with the trend that we laid out last week. When BYU rolls out a new offensive coordinator, they they typically struggle in the first game. They average 12.8 points per game, including the 18 they scored. But I went with 30-plus like an idiot. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I went went 0 for 2. You should have said BYU will score 17 plus. BYU will score 17 plus. (laughs) Can I go back? No? Okay, dang it. All right, what about my projections? Jamal Williams will score two touchdowns. Oh, oh. No, he, how did he, he not won, score? He, he, yeah, come on. Didn't it feel like Jamal Williams Brandon scored? Brandon Hill-Bakery scored. And so did Colby <laughs> Pearson. But no Jamal Williams touchdowns. He was close. He was very close on a few occasions, oh, but no yeah. touchdowns. He's still looking for his first touchdown in a very long time. BYU, I did. I just say this, however. BYU will rush for 200-plus yards. Nailed yes! it. Nailed it. One Some, and one. Somebody got one. They ran for 213 yards against Arizona's defense on Saturday night, led by Jamal Williams, 162. I think Taysom Hill had 37 yards rushing. You needed that last drive to get over 200. I know. And so did Brigham. <laughs> 213 yards. Okay, so I'm one and one. And are going for two projections through week one. Jerem's going to try and get back on track in Utah week. So we're going to uh, – so on Friday we'll uh, continue going for two. See, B- due to BYU's kicker situation previous to Saturday, we felt going for two was appropriate given the kicker situation. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona I, went for two as well, and Butch Powell yeah, uh, yeah. intercepted that pass. By the way, people are like, does that count as an interception? It does not. It's I just thought like, it did. It's yeah. conversion or not. There's, you don't get a pick off that so in, in overtime, you would. We should give, like, like but, Butch a, did everything. Butch did everything. That won't show up in the stats, but he also right. intercepted a key pass on a two-point conversion, which allowed BYU to win by two. If he doesn't pick that off. Dude's catching it. It's a tie from Old Run and yes. not a win. Yes. That's how big that play was. What was your biggest takeaway from the BYU win over Arizona? At Dr. Steve Best again. Between the Kiwi, or Kiwi Cowboy, Johnny Linnan, and Jake Oldroyd, I feel good about special teams. We can get touchbacks again. You didn't have a touchback in the game. But everything else was cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Up next, loaded Cougar Whip Round. BYU won! 
BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need a boat. Shake the mate! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU Football beat Arizona 18-16 on a last second 33-yard field goal by freshman Jake Oldroyd. In the return of senior running back Jamal Williams game, he racked up 162 on 29 carries. Volleyball. I'm shimmying for those that uh, are not watching on television. Or we're watching and we're like, what's that? What is he doing? Is he having a seizure? What is is he doing? BYU women's volleyball. The 10th ranked team in the country won all three matches this weekend against Wyoming, LIU, Brooklyn. The Blackbirds. Blackbirds, as Jerem Jordan has pointed out several times. And had a five-set comeback victory at 11th ranked Ohio State. Freshman McKenna Miller had a career-high 31 kills. And the Princeton men's volleyball team announced it's playing in Provo on March 12th against the BYU men's volleyball Princeton team. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Tenth ranked BYU beat Tennessee on Friday in a scoring frenzy 5-2 at Southfield. Elena Baderos and Ashley Hatch cashing in on the karma, scoring a combined three goals. BYU plays at Utah today, 5.30 Eastern on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network. Cougars in the NFL. NFL rosters were cut down to 53 over the weekend. Jake Keeps was waived by the Seahawks, and Robertson Daniel was cut by the Packers. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law went two for three with a run yesterday for the Jackson Generals. Brennan Lund had an outstanding weekend, going four for six with four runs and an RBI for the Burlington Bees. Cross country. Both the men and women's teams won the BYU-hosted Autumn Classic on Saturday. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays didn't make the cut at the ah! Deutsche Bank Championship, finishing at two over, but will still advance <laughs> to the third round of the FedEx Cup next week at the BMW Championships. Coming up tomorrow, Blaine Fowler on the show, and uh, we'll talk to Kyle Whittingham as well this week, uh, the former Cougar. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem. Bob Bolsby and Jake Oldroyd. This is the droid we are looking for. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Three fingers. (laughs) (laughs) What was your biggest takeaway from the BYU win against Arizona at Mick Cosmo 75 says mental advantage for the season. Belief in ability to win close games, built trust between players and coaches. Mm. Those experiences matter. BYU prided itself on fourth quarter uh, comebacks last year. At MV Craig with our elite tweet of the day. That Ty Detmer is a master at clock management and scheming for the opponent. Bottled up a potent offense by keeping it off the field. Hey, 92% want to keep the green cleats, by the way. Keep voting on Twitter uh, at BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to Trevor Maddich and everyone on our crew on a Labor Day. Holy cow, what a holiday. It's fabulous when you're coming off of a win in week number one. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Dustin Gabriel. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Jake!